Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne in the midst of a neighborhood council meeting. <laughs> Jordan Morris, goat prude. Oh, wow. So it sounds like we both have great stuff to present on this week's program. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. Uh, while I am recording this Jordan Jesse Go, I am also attending a neighborhood council meeting. <laughs> that is two things that's that wonderful. apparently you can do at once because that's what I'm doing. Multitasking. Yeah, it's really exciting. They're, they're approving a funding resolution for helmets for a youth football program. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm multitasking too. Uh, I am recording this podcast and dicking around on Instagram. <laughs> Good. So we're both doing important shit. Yeah. Jordan, what's this goat talk? Uh, well, I, um, just so you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you wouldn't c- call me uptight, would you? Would that be a way you would describe me as uptight? I'd call you or... like a chill SoCal bro. Well, Thank a you. chill SoCal dude. A chill sure. SoCal dude. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like it's it's important to draw the extinction between dude and bro. Yeah, uh, maybe that's something we can get into with our guest. Yeah. So you know, you know, I you know I like a you know a blue a blue joke a raunchy joke. Just something as you we, like a blue Christmas. Sure, I like a blue. I love blue balls. <laughs> I love going home mm-hmm. sexually unsatisfied. Um. Yeah. If it's blue, I'll take it. That's my my general blanket policy for life. Um, but I found myself, uh, kind of shocked at some, at some ribald jokes recently. Wow. Um, and was really surprised at myself. I was really surprised at the reaction that I had. And this, with all these, these jokes, these, uh, these raunchy R-rated jokes, uh, took place at goat yoga. Hold on. What were these goats saying? Okay, as I mentioned before, it wasn't the goats, Jesse. This was humans. Okay. Goats can talk, though. You know that, right? I know. And that's actually one of my complaints about goat yoga. But (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, I think this is a story as old as time. You know, the real monster in this case was man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you. In a lot of the great stories, you know, Frankenstein and um, Predator. Mm Mm-hmm. No, never mind. The monster was Predator. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I had Frankenstein's a good example. Frankenstein's yeah. a solid example. I don't need more. Fitzcarraldo. Sure. I guess um, in, in Fitzcarraldo, you'd think the, ma- the monster is a the monster mountain. would be the boat. <laughs> right. The boat, the mountain. Uh, anyway, so I, you know, listen, as I mentioned, I'm on Insta, I'm new to Insta, so I'm like, I'm late to this party, why don't I do an Instagram trend from five years ago and attend goat yoga, an outdoor yoga session where goats jump on you like you were a little hill. Right, and Jordan, I should mention here, just in the interest of full disclosure, I'm new to instant mashed potatoes, but we can table that and get back to the goats. Sure, yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what you consider to be Insta? Yeah, that's what Insta means to me. I'm sure, a yeah. geriatric millennial, so. So you, so, so you have, so someone could um, uh, slide into your MP. Yes. Your mashed potatoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if they know what kind of party it is. Go ahead. Right. Uh, so, okay. So I, I was like, okay. I'm I I'm I'm you know I'm new to town. I want to do some outdoor activities. I want to do something fun. 
Uh, I cited a while ago that I hate yoga, but um, you know, I thought this was a fun enough looking activity that I should do it. It was taking place at the Gamble House, which oh, is a love it. like historic. Love it. Legendary craftsman home in a Japanese May. I don't know how that's pronounced. J-A-P-O-N-I-S-M-E style, uh, a tribute. Uh, the spectacular joinery. Known 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 the world over for its joinery. Love it. By the way, Jordan, for our at-home audience, in case they don't know, you hate yoga because one time you farted in yoga. That's true. Uh, no, 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 it was a shark. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So really, really killed the mood. Yeah. <laughs> so we're 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 getting the intro to this goat yoga from a goat yoga uh, instructor who was a very like standard issue nice like goat mid fifties. Uh, they only live to be like 12 so it was amazing uh no it's a nice mid 50s like standard yoga lady very nice and her like husband was there like wrangling the goats Mm -hmm. so she's explaining so she's like the goats may come over to your mat and they might they might take a little poo but in goat yoga we call that we call that blessings (laughs) And I was like sitting there like, that's fucking gross. I was so fucking grossed out by this, by the idea that these these circular goat turds were blessing. So I'm like, all, all right, okay, that didn't work on me. But then she's introducing us to all the goats. So she's like, these are the goats. This is Felix. This is Little Bit. And this is Fanny Farm Girl. And... If I'm not careful, my husband is going to run away with Fanny Farm Girl. What the And I was like, to myself, that's even fucking grosser than the shit on the mat being called a blessing. Your husband is going to fuck this goat and- My husband was traveling. It was a dark night and he needed somewhere to stay. A kind farmer offered that he could stay in the farmer's barn. Anyway, that's how we it's met a classic, Fanny a Farm classic Girl. Joke, Fanny Farm. I'm like, and th- why would why would the husband make this kind of mistake? He has a wonderful wife who whose jokes I don't enjoy, but you know, she teaches yoga, she wrangles goats. This is he doesn't realize what a good thing he has here, and the fact he would fuck it all up just for a chance at some <laughs> sweet goat snatch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go there, but that's where that's where that's where the bar is apparently. That's where she went. Jeez Louise. She went there. She lives there, Jordan. For fuck's sake. I'm a prude now. I don't like blue humor. Um the only joke I like is when Steve Harvey makes a face during Family Feud. Um and that's a critique of blue humor. So yeah. it fits in with my whole thing. So yeah, let's have, let's have no more raunchy jokes on this show. Let's keep it PG because apparently I can't handle it anymore. Sorry, Jordan. Were you blessed or I missed that part of the story? No, a goat didn't shit on my mat, but (laughs) uh, blessings. You know, blessings blessings to you in the future, friend. Namaste. Uh, I greet the God within you. uh, How was the joinery? uh, How was the joinery, buddy? It was the joinery was nice. The joinery was nice. Yeah. So I think it all worked out in the end, right? The goats probably mowed the lawn out there. You and goats yeah, both love no, it. A, a carefully job. manicured lawn. Yeah. And Fanny Farm Girl's a pretty good name for it. <laughs> so I, I don't think 
people should joke about fucking them. Yeah. Because it's but. they they should an animal can't provide consent. There you go. That's just one of the many reasons. They also can't provide consent to being named Fanny Farm Girl, which seems important in this specific context. Yeah. <laughs> Let the goats name themselves. <laughs> They're all just named disturbingly human scream. <laughs> Can eater. <Yeah. laughs> and let's not morph that into a joke about eating ass because someone might want to yeah. do that. I wouldn't do that. Because as we have established, I do not like gross humor like that. I wouldn't do that despite being a geriatric millennial. Mm-hmm. That's not, by the way, because I was born in 1981. It's just I'm very, I'm just confused. You just have a lot of <laughs> sure. problems with confusion. Take a lot of iron supplements. Yeah, exactly. Should we introduce our guest on the program? I would love to. Oh, this man is a Jordan Jesse Go favorite, but it's been a few years. You might remember him from the Battle of the Dave Hills, an all-time classic Jordan Jesse Go episode. You might know him from the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. You might know him as one of the kings of black metal. You might know him (laughs) as a contributor to Put This On, uh, the video series from 10 years ago. Uh, You might know him just from seeing him around uh, New York City and thinking, who's that handsome devil? Dave Hill is with us. Hello. Dave, it's a joy to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here. You know, I was just, uh, I get asked about my, uh, my tenure with Put This On frequently. Mm-hmm. I was I was admiring the bench that you acquired, the antique bench. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Jordan, I don't mean to brag here. This isn't a venue for me to brag, but yesterday, my youngest Frankie and I went, uh, gro- uh, not grocery store shopping, garage sale shopping. Sorry, geriatric millennial. And <laughs> uh, we bought a couple of benches for $10 and $15 respectively. Real nice antique benches, but pretty parched. So I took them out on the porch and hit them with some feed and wax. Uh, I know, Jordan, that uh, that's an opportunity for you to talk about ass eating, but I'm just going to let that pass. I would know. I don't. I don't yeah. go in for that kind of humor. Okay, no, I know. I know that you don't. You don't like being blue. But thank you, Dave. That's very kind of you, uh, Jordan. On on the put this on episode that Dave was on. Uh, we went to the annual convocation of the Corduroy Society, yes. which is an organization uh, uh, dedicated to corduroy, the fabric of the king. I, I was the speaker there uh, and spoke on the topic of corduroy. Uh, Dave went to do a sort of field segment there at the event. Dave wore all velvet, velvet being the sworn enemy of corduroy. <laughs> I think actually, I think there was a greater violation, as I recall. I wore corduroy pants oh. in a velvet jacket, which I, I think, informed by you that it was, uh, I couldn't have, I couldn't have made a bigger error. Yeah, I mean, the real problem here, honestly, is that Dave doesn't have any non-velvet jackets. I try, <laughs> I try not to. I'm really struggling. Um, with this warmer weather. And I, you know, I, I, I do, I, you know, I have a couple pairs of corduroy pants at the cleaners right now. But with velvet, you know, velvet, people reach out and they touch you. They give you a, a consensual pat, like one might a goat or a goat snatch. 
Right. Gross, Dave. <laughs> I cannot consent to that. Just because I said it earlier. <laughs> Somehow, I don't think I've ever heard the words goat snatch uh, in the, right next to each other like that. David, we don't do blue humor on this podcast anymore. I, I, I know, I know, but I'm just, I just, uh, we can edit this out, but I, uh, but I'm grateful and, uh, I'm, I will be repeating those words together <laughs> to, for the rest of my days. Dave, if, you're, if your black metal band Witch Taint breaks up, uh, <laughs> maybe... Believe me, I've already thought the side project would be Goat Snatch. <laughs> Believe me, I'm ar- already in, working on the t-shirts. <laughs> I, I would say that I should I could uh, I could play with you in Goat Snatch, but I don't think my drumming is technical enough. No, no, it, passion is all you need. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have it in spades. Yeah, that's I know you do. Dave is a ripping guitarist. He's had a number of different music careers in parallel to his comedy career. Witch Taint may be the most successful of all of them. It involves him wearing black <laughs> metal makeup, um, and ripping out sweet solos which he does sometimes on instagram and so forth and i'm sure. i'm always stunned at the the technicality and precision of his sweet axe work now <laughs> i have to ask you a question because sure. i subscribe to a reddit and this is the segment uh where i just list a weird reddit that i looked at i, I subscribe to a reddit called hobby drama Ooh. And this is a really not, like sometimes it's too upsetting for me, but uh, when I'm feeling strong emotionally, I'll look at this and it will just be like a 3,000 word treatise on shit that's going down in the world of crocheting. Oh. And like really raw shit, like people flipping the fuck out. Like sometimes it's sex stuff. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's just like, uh, it's just like, uh, you know, dildo drama in the kink community. But uh, often it's crocheting or something like that. And my understanding is that there is a fair amount of drama in the black metal community. I was wondering, Dave, if you've heard about any of this drama. Oh. Um, people who may or may not uh, reject wearing makeup and whether they're actually black metal, some some differences between European and American styles of black metal. What's what's going on conflict wise? <laughs> Give us the tea, Dave. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> well, I I'm not afraid to spill the tea on this one. <laughs> the thing with black metal that's really important is to take yourself very seriously. And so I take myself, I, I respect myself as an authority in, in North America. And then there's just like a handful of guys in Scandinavia. And then that, that, and they're all on my phone. I've actually weirdly, I've met several of the uh, Norwegian black metal guys in my, in my travels. None of the murderers, right? No, I, I did meet a guy who I met Gal. <laughs> Was, I would have really appreciated a more emphatic and clear well, no than that. <laughs> With re-murderers. I had to think about it. I have met I have met Gall. If you're into black metal, your ears are perking up right now. He was a singer hmm. in Gorgoroth, and I met him in Germany when Witch Taint played at the Wacken Festival. Uh, and... <laughs> I Dave, I love every word you're saying right now, and I want you to know that it was 
it was I, I had unfortunately already taken off my corpse paint, and I had come back from. I think I had come back from. You know, you get you get access to the buffet once a day at Vakin. <laughs> oh sure. I think they're not gonna let you just go ape shit. Yeah, I think I I think I had maybe just come from lunch. And there, can, can we just detour? A, can we just detour a little bit? Can you tell us about the buffet at Bakken? Is it how metal would you say the buffet is? I have to say, no, no joking. The Bakken Festival in Germany, which is the biggest heavy metal festival in the world, it was the best run, most delightful. Well, let's say best run first. Um, Anything I've ever seen, like better run than any hospital I've been in, better run than <laughs> just anything. It was like I was I was there for four days. Not no one. There was no trash anywhere. No one like rubbed up on me. You know, like no like big <laughs> sweaty guy rubbed against me and uh, made me feel discomfort. I know it was really you could get you could get a margarita pizza whenever you wanted. Wow. This was, you know, let me stress to you, this was in the this was in the artist, the real this is where I met Gal. The backing up to Gal. Gal he was in prison because this is some time ago, probably like 10 years ago at least. Uh a guy went back to his house like after the bars, you know, people went to his house to hang out. And offended him in some way, and he started beating the guy and torturing him. And the guy was bleeding, and he gave him a cup to bleed into because he didn't want him to bleed on his carpet. Horrible, you know. Sure, all these years <laughs> later, we all have a big laugh yes. about it. Yes, but um, yeah. So he, not a murderer, but a pretty intense guy. And if you scroll way, way back in my Instagram, you can see us. I'm smiling. He's not. <laughs> and it was about 80 degrees and he was wearing a knee length like a, a leather duster a power move in in the middle of summer i would argue dave in the metal community or specifically in the death metal community and you can separate those into separate numbers sure what percentage of performers are cheesing in a selfie so like if if somebody if a fan grabs a shoulder and says, "Do you mind if we take a picture together?" and extends that telephone, what percentage of performers are cheesing? Che now, what, what do you mean by cheesing? Showing their teeth, you know, giving a giving a giving a big wide smile. Okay, yeah. you know, I'm glad I'm glad you asked. I none of them none of them are cheesing, but. <laughs> I will tell you, so when, when Gal, um, I saw Gal and I was giddy, like F Fanny Farm Girl. I was as giddy as Fanny Farm Girl. Uh -huh. And so I, I went, ran over to get a picture and, and my girlfriend, having no idea who this guy was, was just like, you need to ask him. Like she could just, he was emanating this. I've been in prison for giving a guy a cup to bleed into. He had this vibe. Was that the crime? I'm not familiar with the penal codes in Scandinavia. It's very, it's Norwegian penal code. Right. So no smiling there. But then I was in your town, Los Angeles, probably 10 years ago. I had just gone to see 
Jimmy Kimmel Live in person. I love to do Hollywood things when I'm in Hollywood. You guys know this about me. Sure. And go to see, go to Grauman's Chinese. I do it all. Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. I'm going on, on all the Universal tours. I'm doing the whole thing. And I'm on Hollywood. I guess it would be Hollywood Boulevard. And I see two guys from the Norwegian black metal band Immortal. And I'm talking to my um, my friend Jill. And I, I say, oh, my gosh, that's Immortal. She says, who's that? And I said, it's a Norwegian black metal band. She says, well, you have to get your photo with them. I'm like, no, no. And because we were just chatting, she's like, you have to, like, you're the only person that would possibly recognize these two guys from Norway walking down Hollywood Boulevard. Dave? Yeah. Dave, was that because they were wearing Spider-Man suits? <laughs> yes, it was. Yes and no. There, I think there were two Spider-Man uh, that day, because I remember thinking, I remember telling Jill that was why I never moved to L.A., because you wanted to be the only Spider-Man in town. Yeah, I thought I don't. I don't want the competition. <laughs> no, I, I think my fear is I would. I would be. That would be me in si- within six months. You would just resort to dressing up like a character and taking pictures. Straight to Spider-Man costume. No, I mean it's a great. It's a great part of living in L.A. It's a kind of insurance, you know. Like if if you know show business is slow or if your project falls apart, like you can always just like. Jack Sparrow it up out there for a couple days and make rent. Dave, mm-hmm. you recognize these Norwegians without their corpse makeup? Yeah, they didn't have, yeah, because they normally wear that. So I chase after them and I start saying, hey, immortal, immortal. And <laughs> they are really, because I figure there's two guys. I'll just say the one word. They'll react to that. They were really confused and they're looking at me. I said, you guys are immortal. And they were like, oh, yeah. So then <laughs> I, you know, I said, can I get a picture? My friend Jill took a photo. But before we took the photo, they were all, you know, they're all smiling and friendly. They put their sunglasses on and they really, uh, they anti-cheesed it. <laughs> I smiling, you know, you like Fanny Farm Girl. Oh, yeah, you can. Absolutely. I love the thought that these two guys from a Norwegian black metal band come to LA and then just like hang out on Hollywood Boulevard by the Wax Museum in the Buffalo Wild <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They wanted to go to the that... Hollywood Museum and see Pee Wee Herman's bike. Yeah, they're no, they're yeah. No, they're no different. They're you know same as sure. me. Sure, they love the glitz and the glamour. Dave, have you met any other black metal celebrities on Hollywood Boulevard that you'd like to tell us about? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad you asked. Um, just those guys, actually. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Dave, I, I I, guess I don't know this. Were you a metal kid growing up? Yeah, I mean, I, then as now, I mean, I'm, 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 I've always been like really omnivorous with music, you know? But I think, obviously, you know, having witch taint, people, people look to me for matters of metal. But, you know, I'm arguably more of like a power pop, big star type guy cheap trick you know valley lodge my main band is more you know fun in the sun 70s driving in your car with the top down music so where did the corpse paint come in because i i'm interested to know how you have these two parallel lives i think um 
Well, Witch Taint, the thing with Witch Taint, because, you know, Valley Lodge, you know, we've been doing that for, I can't even believe how long, like 15 years now, I think. And, you know, our songs, the John Oliver theme song, not to break, but uh, just for reference mm-hmm. for the people yeah. who, are, who are just like, the the magic of Valley Lodge is no one has heard of us, but everyone has heard us. Um yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. We should mention, by the way, that a witch taint song is the Jimmy Kimmel theme, which this is why is you ex- were exactly over there at Kimmel. Exactly true. <laughs> no, the thing, the thing with witch taint, you know, as as you might know, it, you know, it started with me like in two early two thousands, just trolling before I even knew what trolling was, pretending to be this kid Lance with a band called Witch Taint, and I was emailed a Norwegian black metal record label and, you know, had not recorded a note of music or told anyone in the world about this thing existing in my head. And I was just emailing with this guy for six months. And you can read all these emails. They're real emails at the blackmetaldialogues.com because like blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so they were on the internet for years and kind of had this following. And then we started, my friend Phil and I, Costello, we started reading them on stage. My friend Trish Nelson was like, you should read them on stage. And we finally did it, and it, people loved it. But then we went to Wacken in Germany, and this is when we were still just a duo, and people were just so confused, like, what are these guys doing? And, you know, because we would, it was a comedy show, but there was music in it. And even when we would put on the flyer, like, this is a comedy show. It's not a band. And then finally, (laughs) you know, because people go like, oh, well, Dave, you're a musician, too. So this is a band. I'm like, no, it's not a band. I do play guitar in it. But then they'd, anyway, I I even had, (laughs) I won't say who this was because I don't want to embarrass him. But we did the Viper Room in, in your town out there. And a friend was like, hey, can I uh, come out to the show tonight? And I'm like, yeah, I'll leave you a couple of tickets. And um, he wrote, he's like, I'm sorry, I could on- I had to leave. I could only stay for a couple songs, but I loved it. And I was like, what? We didn't play any songs. What are you talking like? Because at the time, we didn't have any songs. We only played one. So I was like, this guy trapped himself in a lie like I wasn't even going to follow up with him to ask if he came (laughs) and then anyway blah 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 so we were in Germany and by then we actually did have some songs uh, but a lot of it was reading these emails on stage and when you're in a tent full of uh, Germans and people from all over Europe uh, and they're just staring at you like what are you guys doing (laughs) After the second day of it, Phil and I are like, you know what? Because then we, we would play the music during the show and the place would go crazy. Then we'd be like, now let us go back and read the emails to you, uh, not in your native language. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, lead with the high energy music, yeah. follow with emails. Do the, do the Northern European black metal bands not read emails? We did this show in Oslo. Because the, the the show with the emails and then some of the five songs we had written, we did it all. We did it in London. We did it in Oslo. And there were like black metal guys at the show and stuff. We were really in the belly of the beast. But when we went to Germany, 
when we saw how crazy everyone went when we played the songs, we were like, well, let's just do this. This is awesome. And they're just really confused <laughs> by the other thing we're doing. So we just decided to have it be a real band. I like I like that the determining factor here was basically uh, being in a metal band is fun. Yeah, it, well, it's ridiculous. It, it It is really fun. It's enabled me to uh, indulge in uh, endless stupidity. <laughs> How did you... Okay, Dave, important question. So corpse paint is the black and white face designs that that black metal bands wear. This was central to the drama that I read about on, on slash R slash hobby drama. There was a band that had dropped their corpse paint and it was rocking the world of black metal yeah when you drop it from without warning you know it's like anything like when kiss took off their makeup everyone's like we don't want that put the makeup on we we want the makeup (laughs) yeah this sucks now (laughs) (laughs) that was the cool part of this band yeah exactly but i'll tell you you know just the amount of times i put on corpse paint at first oh so much fun and then after about the 20th, 30th time, you're like, so now like people will ask to do interviews and be like, will you do it as Lance, my character in the makeup? And I'm just like, mm, I think you're going to be talking to Dave today. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. what, about yeah. Lance? what about Lance's good friend, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> Who can read messages from You're him. like, I'll do interviews as Pee Wee Herman. Well, because the, the makeup, take it, it, it stays on your face for like two days. And it looks like you're wearing, it. you look crazy for a couple of days. So uh, do you have to order it from a black metal supply website? This is where it gets really crazy. <laughs> I had... <laughs> I, I had been buying it where... Uh, at Ricky's here in New York, you know, where a lot of like drag queens would buy all their makeup and stuff. Cause it really, bl- black metal is really just a form of drag. So I, that's where I would get it. And, um, then they closed. So now I'm, uh, now I'm, uh, now I'm on the deep web, the dark web or whatever it's called. <laughs> I am. Wow. <laughs> You're in the deep state. You're in the CIA. You know, I I didn't want to tell you during, you know, this past year, the makeup that would just be coming from God knows where shows up. It's not right. A lot of supply line issues. It was on that boat in the Suez Canal. (laughs) And sometimes what you think, what you think you're ordering on the dark web is corpse paint, but actually it's heroin. It's a, yeah. Yeah, such a bummer. They both make for wild evenings. I can only I can only speak from experience on one of those things. <laughs> but um but yeah, now yeah. now I'm just really uh it's rough. It's rough out there getting corpse paint. I've had a lot of problems, Jordan, ordering corpse paint and getting bootleg Yeezys. Yeezys. Right, right, right. Yeah, Yeezys, Yeezy brand sneaker shoes. I could see it. You know, the, another thing, and this is, uh, I guess, what we used to just call them helpful hints or, I guess, they're life hacks. Mm-hmm. That they've been calling it for a while now. Tips from Heloise. Tips from Heloise. Sure. Pro tips if you read Game Pro magazine. Another thing you can do if you need corpse paint is you buy just a child's clown makeup set and you just 
So you throw out any of the uh, colors that aren't white, black, or red. You just throw those colors out. If there's wait, but Dave, can I ask you when you say child's clown makeup, <laughs> do you mean makeup for children's clowns or makeup for child clowns? This because I think that's been illegal since like the twenties. You raise a good point. Uh, this is a fair point, and, and I, I I know the legislation you're speaking of. It was after the tri- the Triangle <laughs> Clown Waste fire. And here's where you get into portion problems because they only give you enough makeup for a small child's face. So you have to buy two. I have a very large Irish skull, so I have to buy two child clown (laughs) makeup kits. Your face is a thick daddy. It's a thick daddy, yeah. It it really is. I can take a beating. (laughs) I'm probably jinxing myself. I've not taken a punch since I was maybe 10 or so. But I imagine if we're one to come my way, I wouldn't even feel it. Bounce right off. Bounce right off. There was this, there was a guy in my high school who uh, was super yoked, which I don't even know how you get yoked in high school. But he was a nice guy named Paul. He wanted to become a firefighter, but he boxed on the side. And he was like a- You take um, HSGH, high school growth hormone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so you can get it you can get on one of those uh french bread pizzas they serve you for lunch i asked paul one time this is like my most vivid memory from high school but i asked paul one time i was like paul how do you even do that like i got hit once and it sucked you know what i mean like i hated getting punched and when you box that's like the whole thing and he told me that it, only the first punch hurts but i don't think that's actually true i think they probably all hurt who do you think dave would be most likely to punch you would be most likely oh gosh that's a good question i mean probably the 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 person i least expect right um here yeah it wouldn't be glart or whatever his name is i'll tell (laughs) you it probably is the guys who own the restaurant across the street are probably <laughs> yeah yes yes I, I yes. won't name name it, but there's I've turned into a grumpy old man, and I've taken to like calling three one one and sending like passive aggressive emails to the restaurant across the street, asking them to just be quiet, so I can live my life over here. <laughs> Because they they have a festive kind of South Beach thing going, and that's you, that's volume. You got to so like pit bulls there every night. <laughs> yeah, riff raff is involved. They're going for yeah, that's total <laughs> riff raff. And so uh, no, I've been getting into it because I live in the West Village in New York, and there's it's very it's like the French Quarter for like millennial brunchers, and like mm. there'll be. And and dinner, folks, the dinner crowd, but there'll be uh, there had been. But I think brunchers is descriptive. Yeah, like I think I get you know what, what I you mean. say. I think I understand what your issue is when you say that you have brunchers in the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to take umbrage with someone having dinner, but it's easy to uh, to want to kill sure. a bruncher. But uh, there's but th- then there's marching bands. And I had to write a mar- the, this marching band that comes around because they had their, all their social media handles on like the tuba. And I was out walking my dog 
<laughs> and I wrote them. I actually had to rewrite it because I sent them like a DM and it was like a little harsh and I deleted it. Then I wrote them another one. I was like, that's still a little harsh. And I just, then I finally, and then we talked it out. I said, hey, you know, uh, could you just not come around after seven ever again? And they're like, well, that sounds really early to be saying we shouldn't be playing. Marching bands, to be fair, are usually a daytime it type is, of band. It is. I mean, Probably the most daytime of all bands. Yeah, I could, the thought of a marching band playing after 2 p.m. is it's shocking well, to me. I, I think it would seem not wrong, not right. I maybe, I maybe I'm not describing. They're, 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 they're really only about five of them, but you can tell they are part of a larger operation. And uh, <laughs> the deep state. Yeah, the deep. Exactly. They're not working alone. <laughs> yeah. So I said seven o'clock because that is when New York City law says things like marching bands and all that need to stop. Also, very if you if you are if you are saying this is old manish behavior, very old manish to know the exact oh, time. It's so <laughs> that the quiet hours it's start. It's so sad because, and I even said I said, look guys, if it were up to me, I'd be saying eight thirty, but the law on the book says seven. <laughs> so I, I said, you're like, look, I'm cool. I love a tuba as much as the next guy. I'm on sure. TikTok. <laughs> Tonight, I'm. I'm in Witch Taint, okay? So I know about Oh oh believe me, I, I didn't I didn't bring up Witch Taint, but I did you know, they they did say like, well, you know, it's really hard for musicians and I did pull that hey, I get it. I'm I, I'm a rocker too. I get it. I did <laughs> I did tell them. I play the Susan yeah. phone. <laughs> I know how it so goes. So do they play so are they playing like oh, marches? And do they have one of those ladies that throws a stick in the air? No, no. They're more like it's they play like Britney Spears covers. They play covers of popular songs and then they go from restaurant to restaurant to all the people eating outside. People this is the problem. Drunk people when the they'll just start screaming no matter what. It's it's excess. It's just it's upsetting. You know, and I think what's happening is that if you are specifically choosing Britney Spears songs, you are deliberately riling up the brunchers because I think nothing will throw a bruncher into a frenzy, a mimosa fueled frenzy like a Britney Spears exactly. song. If they were out there playing like Kinks record, like Village Green Preservation Society, <laughs> I would be like, sure. hey, let's get all the windows open. Let's hear this. Right. But um it's not what's happening. They don't do a lot of they don't do a lot of replacements. Songs. No, yeah, exactly. They're not catering to the middle-aged man on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not catering to this guy from Cleveland, this grumpy old man from Cleveland. Dave, I speaking of Cleveland, I was I was thrilled to hear that you returned to New York cuz I oh. I always associate you. I think of you as such like a New York guy, like a New York institution. Oh yeah, I've always got a slice of pizza in my hand. Right, you're always walking here. I'm uh, yeah. I've, <laughs> no, I did. Yeah, I, I spent most of the last year in a tiny town in Ohio, about three thousand people. Not even near where, about an, a little less than an hour from where I grew up. So a world away couldn't be more more different. Uh, my girlfriend and I were at her mother's house, and. Uh, 
we were taking care of her. That's come on, it wasn't a big guys. You would have done the same. Um, and <laughs> we, I, I did come back to New York a little bit, but yeah, I'm, but now I'm back in New York. I'm yelling at, I'm sending nasty emails to restaurants who are just trying to survive after this hell of a year. And I'm just like, hey, stop it. It's you're upsetting me. I'm trying to watch my programs. <laughs> Is there anything you'll miss about that that tiny town in Ohio? Obviously, you know, there's more peace and quiet, but did you like did you like become accustomed to anything in the year that you were there? Marching bands probably bigger. Marching yeah. bands, very nice. Uh yeah, because we were right on on the majestic Lake Erie. Um, so I would go, uh, you know, drink coffee in the morning out there on the lake and, you know, some cold ones at night, dog needs to go out. You just open the door. These are the things I miss. I don't miss things like Trump boat parades that happen (laughs) twice. Yeah, I'll take, I'll probably, I I imagine the marching bands (laughs) preferable to the Trump boat parade. You know, obviously before the election, the first one, my girlfriend and I went out to marvel at this thing and I'm yelling uh, swears, not at the boaters, but just saying what I thought about Trump. Uh, Not a fan, as you might guess. Um... And they started saying mean things back to me and threatened to... One guy tried to park his jet ski and come fight me. I'm barefoot drinking coffee with my sweet dog, and he's like, wants to... So the next one... That's uh, tough, because I bet, you know, there's a... I would maybe wager that, like, you're you're like, you're a sturdy guy and you're in good shape, but the, like... Incredible shape, yeah. The jet ski guy is probably, like, unpredictable, you know? Like, even if you are bigger than him and even if you are in better shape, like, the jet ski guy... Unhinged. Yeah, he, he maybe he bites. Maybe he's got a box cutter in his board shorts, you know? Well, this is why, not that I'm, I you know, I'm not a fan of violence in any form, but I've always said you never fight anyone other than close friends and family. Right. Because you don't know what anyone else, you don't know what they're going to do when you're 10. Yeah. Fight, beat up your brother or not that I could, but you know, do something like that. But don't, yeah, you don't want to just fight a stranger on the street. (laughs) You have to be able to defend against, and Jordan, you know this better than anybody here on this show but you have to know what the defense is against their special move yeah exactly when they stretch their arm out super far uh you got to know how to do what the what combo you have to do to dodge exactly i'm just a fan of uh when you see them parking that jet ski head back to the house (laughs) speaking of life hacks (laughs) <laughs> I, think, I think we just sold a 200-page self-help book. Also, I'll do you one better. Pretend you're going to the house across the street first, then run around, <laughs> and then go to your actual house. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective, 
Oh, what what a season it is. Beautiful weather here in Los Angeles, California. What's going on? Breaking news. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was just Bobby McFerrin doing a free live show. Breaking news. I'm tearing this off the teletype here, Jordan. It looks like this. we have an important PSA from our friends at Manscaped.com. Yes, this is your pubic service announcement. <laughs> Do you think they hired Bruce Valanche for Their this? coffee, pretty good. <laughs> pretty solid. He's got a huge collection of novelty teas. Your pubic service announcement, the Manscaped engineering team has created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA. <gasps> And Canada. I just got one of these in the mail. You know what I did with my with my lawnmower 3.0? Hmm. Fucking drop kicked it like I was playing Australian <laughs> rules football. Kapow. Yeah. Off into the off into the distance. I kicked it all the way into the into the fucking space orbit. Yeah. I mean, if you've heard us on the show talk about Manscaped before, you know that we're both big fans of the We uh, like to keep it tight down there. Yeah. And the, the lawnmower trimmer um is a great product and let me tell you the lawnmower 4.0 it's their best yet yeah i i I I, love it i agree you know jordan when you try and groom your area and you're trying uh to do it with scissors you're trying to do it with uh uh shears don't do that yeah you're trying to do it with you're trying to do with pol- the poultry shears out of your yeah. kitchen cabinet. You know That's what you're going to do? You're going to cut your balls straight off. Don't cut those balls off. Happened to me once. Had to chew a lot of gum to stick those back on. Yeah. So, listen, don't waste gum <laughs> yeah. by chopping <laughs> off your balls. You could be you could be enjoying that fruit stripe. Yeah. See, here's 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 what's going on with the lawnmower 4.0, Jesse. It's optimized. Yeah. It's waterproof. Uh Love that it's waterproof. Yeah, Love waterproof is the best part of the whole thing. In the shower, so convenient. Uh, you don't have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. It just all goes down the drain. It's got a wireless charging system. And it uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. Wow, the science! The science in this nut trimmer. To be fair, fruit stripe gum also uses electromagnetic induction. That's true. That that's how that fucking zebra came to life. It's 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 a horrible accident. It's a it's an abomination and should be killed. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code JJGo at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code JJGo. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. We've also Got a message here from our friends at Magic Spoon. Can I tell you something, Jordan? Please. I ordered another box of Magic Spoon to my house, <gasps> which I paid for with my own money. I love peanut butter. My daughter, Grace, loves Frosted. My wife loves cocoa. And the two younger children love the fruity one. Here's what Magic Spoon is. Uh, we've talked about it. We love it. It is a cereal that makes breakfast not boring, but it doesn't have all the junk in it. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, four grams of net carbs, and only 140 calories in each serving. Keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. This stuff is seriously tasty. Uh, No joke. 
Jordan, you listed a lot of things that are not in there, but I know our listeners are wondering this. I just want to set this clear. There's no mice in there. No mice. Not a single mouse. The guarantee. I know what you're thinking. How can you make a grain-free cereal without putting a few mice in there? They found a way. They have no mice in Magic Spoon. It tastes great. Low sugar, keto friendly, no mice, not even one. Uh, and hey, they've got a new mouseless flavor birthday cake. Happy uh, mm. <laughs> birthday to me! <laughs> it'll be available in a special five pack for a limited time only. So you get that while you can, uh, or you can build your own box with cocoa, frosted, fruity, peanut butter, and cinnamon. Uh, they're all great. You cannot go wrong with any of those Magic Spoon flavors. Uh, tasty, tasty, tasty. I sincere, I really like the Magic Spoon. I've, I've been eating Magic Spoon three, four times a week for breakfast, and I'm very happy with it. And like I said, I actually paid my own money to buy it. Uh, for real. That is a true story. I've done it twice. Come in, give, box has five in it. So that means I've bought 10 Magic Spoons with my own money. Now, here's what you do. If you want to use your own money to buy Magic Spoon, you go to magicspoon.com slash JJGo. You grab that limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use the promo code JJGo at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by the 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. We also have a message up on the Jumbotron where we share messages from our listeners. This is from David. David says, in the Los Angeles and Orange County areas of Southern California, I'm here to be the real estate agent you can trust to have your best interest at heart. I'm backed by brokers with 15 years of experience and many happy clients whose reviews you can read on Zillow. Please reach out. I'm here to help. That's a... Can we make this man the official real estate agent of Jordan Jesse Go? Oh, sure, yes. And I think we should say his name, his full name, uh, David DePong. I think I'm saying that right. David, D-I-P-P-O-N-G. I'm sorry if I messed up your pronunciation. But yeah. Search for him there on Zillow or just send him an email, ddipong, D-I-P-P-O-N-G, at gmail.com. Now, Gmail short for Google Mail. So there you go. So yes, you know, actually, I am comfortable saying that uh, David DePong is the official realtor of JJ Go, and now he must put that on a bus bench. He has to. Yeah. It's legal. That's that's simply the law. And because he's in Southern California, we will be driving by to make sure that he has put up the bus bench. So um, yeah. And we also, because he's in Southern California, we will be driving by to make sure that his picture is uh, terrifyingly gorgeous. Yeah. Just how did this person become a real estate agent, not a fucking model? They were a model. They got out of the game. They were a model, and then they left and went and got some portraits at Sears Portrait (laughs) Studio, but they still look good. Uh, Hey, Jesse, uh, before we get back to the show, I wanted to bring back a fan favorite segment that we were taking a break from because of the Max Fun Drive. But these are some independent bookstores uh, across the world where people are Mm pre-ordering the bubble graphic novel. Let's hear them, baby. Okay, we got Charm City Books in Baltimore, Maryland. Content Content Books in Northfield, Minnesota. Uh, They got content books, too. Sure, books are full of them. Uh, yeah. Curious Iguana Books in Frederick, Maryland. I think we've seen that one a couple of times. So uh, yeah, who would them. want a different kind of iguana? Nobody. No. Loyalty Books, Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Scrawl Books in Reston, Virginia. Uh, Blue Cypress Books in New Orleans. 
Here's a one. The Beguiling in Toronto. <laughs> Wait, no, that's. Are you just reading lists of next year's HBO shows? <laughs> um, maybe it's both. Maybe it's a sexy yeah. thriller set in an independent bookstore. Where is that show? Where's the Beguiling? Where's that bookstore? The Beguiling? It's in Toronto, I believe. Yeah, with tax credits. Yeah, Go ahead. It's real cheap to shoot there and can pass for New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob's Bay with a Z, B O B Z Bay in Bloomington, Illinois. Uh, Midtown, <laughs> Midtown Reader. In Rooster t-, t Feathers in Sunnyvale, California. <laughs> Go Bananas in Cincinnati. <laughs> Uh, we got Midtown Reader in Tallahassee, Florida. Page One Books in Albuquerque, New Mexico. How? Oh, this is a great one. This is a sh- store I shop at pretty regularly. House of Secrets there in Burbank. Beautiful comic book store. Oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Gorgeous comic book store in there in Burbank, California. Books are Magic in Brooklyn. Of course, it's been fucking killing it at this. A lot of, yeah. a lot of orders from Books are Magic in Brooklyn. Uh, Indie Reads Books in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, the mm. Irreverent Bookworm in Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you say The Irreverent Bookworm yeah. in Minneapolis, Minnesota, okay. or The Irreverent Bookworm from Public Radio International, PRI? Um, could be both. Yeah. Uh, we got Raven Bookstore in Lawrence, Kansas. Changing Hands Books in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Apotheosis Comics and Lounge in St. Louis, Missouri. Val, our video producer, just pumped her fist. Oh, yeah? Because she was so excited about the one in Phoenix. Honestly, uh, Changing Hands uh, is probably the one we've heard the most pre-orders from. Uh, yeah. Sweet. And I will remind uh, listeners that the one that gets the most, I will uh, get to myself in order to sign some copies. So, uh, Do you think Madison Bumgarner of the Arizona Diamondbacks is putting his finger on the scale? I think so. Maybe. Yeah. Um, let's see where are we at. Where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, Apotheosis Comics and Lounge in St. Louis, Missouri. SC. One of the best. Some would say the best. I love to. If you love to lounge, it's the place to mm-hmm. go. SCG Hobby in Indiana, Indiana, Pennsylvania. There's an Indiana. That's nice. Get you a model rocket as well. Yeah, a lot of fun hobbies uh, to do to pass the time. Unlikely Story <laughs> in Plainview, Massachusetts. Orca Books in Olympia, Washington. Terrace Books in Brooklyn. Formerly Killer Whale Books. <laughs> the name was too negative. Yeah. Uh, Green Apple Books in San Francisco. Uh, Moon, Moon Palace Books in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The Regulator Bookshop. That is a tough fucking bookshop name in Durham, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Uh, On Paper Books in Sydney, Nova Scotia. Uh, Bear Pond Books in Montpelier, Vermont. Uh, third place books in Lake Forest, Washington. Griffin Bay Bookstore in Friday Harbor, Washington. Uh, the Escapist in Berkeley. Holy Moly Comics and Collectibles in Northampton, Massachusetts. Northshire Books in Sarasota Springs, New York. Anyone Comics in Brooklyn, New York. Porter Square Books in Somerville, Massachusetts. East Bay Books in Seattle, Washington. In uh, can I say that? In this in this free books in Meredith, New Hampshire. G-Mart Comics in Champaign, Illinois. East City Books in Washington, D.C. Finney Books in Seattle, Washington. Space Cowboy that Books. One's, that's the one that's named after my son Oscar's Beta Fish. Oh, well, that's great. Um, that's yeah. nice that he started a bookstore. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Space Cowboy Books in Joshua Tree, California. <laughs> the thing about Beta Fish is you can't just put another fish in there because they might fight and kill each other, but they you can have them... Uh, apply for a bank loan to open a small business. Yeah, if you put them together, they fight. If you leave them alone, they open up a bookstore. Yeah. Uh, Space Cowboy Books in Joshua Tree, California. Cosmic Monkey Comics in Portland. 
the avid reader in Davis, California, Big Planet Comics in College Park, Maryland, Once Upon a Time Bookstore in La Crescenta, California, Owl's Nest Books in Calgary, Alberta, Shelf Life Books in Calgary, Alberta, Northshire Books in Sarasota Springs, New York. Oh my gosh, what a list. It was fun to listen to for everyone, including me. Thanks to everybody who's pre-ordering. And if, you're, if you've pre-ordered at your local bookshop, let me know and I'll shout them out on the show. The end. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, hey, I'm Dave. Dave Hill from before. Yeah, yeah, Dave Hill from before. Love it. Okay, so oh, last week or recently on the program, we 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 requested that people call in with uh, probably. I, I mean, I saw this trending on Twitter. Uh, they were talking about it on Desus and Marrow. Um, like it is really, this is real. This is a topic that is on the tip of everyone's tongue. D- President Biden addressed it. Uh, recently in a just on the White House lawn. Um, it's things people have found on farms. Brian, can you play the first thing people have found on farms? Hi, I called in before, probably fucked it up. So I'm calling in for stuff I found on farms. And I found when I was a kid on this farm that I currently work on, that I grew up on, I found a stack of 60s, 70s, and 80s pornography that is how I learned about sex. So I guess also on a momentous occasion, I found a bunch of old penthouses on this farm. Not the only thing I found. Won't be the last thing I found, so I'll probably call again. Yeah, call us whenever you find something. Keep us updated. You find some 90s pornography, let us know. <laughs> Before, the, if you find some, you know, like um, old you know, movies that they say are like nudist documentaries that they oh, would play yeah. at like a stag party in the 50s. Yeah. Um, let us know some, you know. Sure, some uh, figure drawing studies. Right. I think, uh, you know, if you're going to find that sort of material, I think he did hit the jackpot. That's the real sweet spot. 60s, 70s, and 80s. You think it kind of went downhill? In the- I'm told. I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a 20s and 30s man. A short bob and a straight frilly dress is my thing. My, my friend Carl, he bought a house upstate this he, years ago, and there was a barn. You know where this is headed. There was a goat and, in uh, there. He found... <laughs> He found similar similar materials, but <laughs> and then just just uh, disturbing. I think the man of the we presume the man of the house, uh, based on. But I think he was just going out there and just having a real wild time with his magazines, let letting it fly <laughs> into the hay bale. I think he was. Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> the, the hay had been transformed <laughs> into adobe, technically. <laughs> Technically, it was now Adobe. Jesse, you know how I feel about blue humor. What? I'm just talking about construction techniques that provide for ample insulation. Okay. From the desert heat. 
Okay, but if I hear you talk about coming in hay, I would never talk about. I would never talk about saucing up hay. Saucing up All hay. All right. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, let's <laughs> let's find out what someone else found on a farm. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and I'm going to guess special guest Joe Firestone. I'm calling for your segment, Things I Found on a Farm, in which uh, Jordan requested a skeleton and Jesse requested a piece of a blimp. Um, A few years ago, I went on a field trip to France as part of my recreation and tourism program. And at one point, my professor got our driver to stop by the side of a farmer's field so we could root around for remnants of the First World War. I ended up finding a couple bullets, and it's Jordan's lucky day because I did find a piece of human skull, and uh, I think someone's clavicle. Uh, My understanding is this is actually quite common in farmer's fields in this area, Um, and there's relevant government agencies that come collect the remains and uh, lay them to rest respectfully elsewhere. Um, unfortunately, we didn't find any blimp parts that I'm aware of, but we did meet a guy with a metal detector who said his friend uh, a week before had found a full case of grenades. So uh, happy hunting around farms, everyone, but do be careful because uh, you never know when you might find a full case of grenades. Uh, thank you and all the best. Where would you find that? Under a rock? Yeah, I don't know. Seems like the rock would teeter a little, you know? Sure. I this this okay. So here's here here's my first reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Other than the case of grenades, right. which uh, I agree uh uh raises some logistical questions. Mm-hmm. It, it I was getting the vibe here that maybe because this was a field trip, the bullets and the skulls were things that, you know, the educators planted out there for the kids to find. Mm. You know, like when you do like the panning for gold, you know, exhibit or, you know, like, oh, here's what it's like to be a paleontologist. And they put some little little bonies out there for you to find two um, two things I want to address here, Jordan. Yeah, sure. First, I just want to mention that uh, we did a little archaeology project when I was in fifth grade. Shout out to Discovery mm-hmm. Center School. Uh, where we had to create our own culture and then bury stuff in the art of the school uh, that symbolized our culture. Our, our culture was the Refrus culture. Yes, that is surfer spelled backwards. And yes, I did make a clay tube of uh, zinc sunblock. Uh, but I wrote, I wrote sunblock on it in the special language that we had created. So that's thing number one. Thing number two, you mentioned prospecting. Such a rich, such a rich, beautiful culture, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Thing number two, Jordan, you mentioned prospecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that you recently moved to the great city of uh, Pasadena, California. Oh, yeah. City of Roses. I'm glad we're finally getting to it on the show. Now, I happen to be... In Pasadena, California, I'm not. I'm not bragging about this, but I was at a an occupational therapy appointment for one of my children. Again, not bragging, but you know, addressing some occupational therapy issues. And uh, while I was there, it's great I, that your kids have occupations. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is nice. They're having a hard. They're having a hard time with their <laughs> clowning. They have some repetitive clowning issues. <laughs> I happen to notice in Pasadena, California, I don't know if you've patronized this business, a prospecting supply store. Nope, it tracks though. I mean, 
this is the place that would have a prospecting supply store. It's very in line with the general vibe up here. Blew my fucking mind. Prospecting supplies. Yeah, I would say that the general vibe of Pasadena is field trip. <laughs> field trip location. <laughs> Just a series of field trip locations mashed mashed together. All I can think of is how that prospecting store did during the pandemic. Did it do better than ever? Or did or did, they, <laughs> did they say, look, yeah. we were brazen before, but now... They got, Dave, they didn't have to worry about the pandemic. They got a PPPP loan, a paycheck protection <laughs> program for prospecting. As long as you can provide curbside pickup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what's crazy? There's a pet portrait gallery in my neighborhood. I'm amazed how they stay, mm-hmm. o- how they stay open to begin with. I just walked by the other day. Still in business. Much less in the West Village of New York. (laughs) That's not a business that requires real estate. (laughs) They've chosen to have real estate for that business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's confidence. Take a good look. If I were were in charge of a field trip, I would say go go look the the pet portrait painter in the eye and drink it in. And take that with you for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. And you can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Feel that. Jordan, you were talking about that uh, dispensary in Pasadena that you were checking out. What was it called? Puff Puff Pasadena? Puff Puff Pasadena. Yeah. yeah. You were talking about Puff Puff Pasadena. I'm here talking about this prospecting supply store. I think you know what they have in common. Dank Nugs. Sure. <laughs> They're both gold. All those dank <laughs> gold marijuana. Yeah. That's the one thing that stoners and 49ers can agree on. <laughs> when something momentous happens to you, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. That's 206-984-4FUN. Why don't you, Brian, play one call of that? Hi, Jordan, Jesse, and recurring guests. The conspicuous absence of Brian Sunny D. Fernandez's laughter. Oh, I miss it. I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. Uh, I have a six-year-old son who has a neurological condition which affects his motor skills and his speech. And, you know, he's been in speech therapy for a couple of years now. And, you know, it, it's always been a, a source of pain for him, uh, a lot of heartbreak because he can't communicate with the rest of the world and, you know, it, it hurts him uh, so bad. He hates going to school. Uh, it, it's hard for us, like, as his parents to even understand what he says. But he's been making tremendous breakthroughs lately. He's working so hard. Just last week, he was finally able to make the, the C and the K sound, which has been something that's been uh, hard for him for, you know, his entire life. And uh, just earlier today, he surprised me as we were uh, reading his schoolwork together. Uh, he just made the G sound, uh, which was one of the last letters he, he had to do. Now he he can do every letter in the alphabet, and oh, I'm just so happy and so proud of him. He's been working so hard, and it's it's just, uh, you know, all these years he's he's really been struggling, and it's it's fantastic to see how happy he is now that he's able to, you know, make all these uh, mouth noises, mouth noises that the rest of us take for granted, you know. 
yeah, just uh, calling in and say that. And now, as a little bonus, my dog snatched two birds out of the air within minutes of each other yesterday. And I disappointed a Russian trucker as I was leaving work today. All right. Uh, hope you guys have a nice day. Bye. Yeah, always disappoint a trucker on your way out. You got to teach him a fucking lesson. Sir, I'm sorry. This this had to be three separate calls. <laughs> That's <laughs> you've taken some 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 hard turns that would make oh Al Unser yeah, Jr. Yeah. jealous. <laughs> Al, race car driver. Al Unser Jr. Not the old man, the younger one. They were really uh, palate cleanser moves too, because I was getting a little choked up, and then he. They talks about the dog eating the birds, and I was like, Dad, those dogs, you can't stay mad at them. And then the Russian trucker, I'm like, in, intrigue, all these things are happening. Do you, do you guys think this guy called in because he knew I was going to talk about occupational therapy? He's like, oh, I got some Locked occupational and, and speech stories to tell, my friend. I got a kid in speech therapy, too. We're just doing it all around. I mean, uh, I mean, and this is really thrilling that uh, that his kid has gone on to C, K, and G, three of the greatest letters. Sure. I think we can all agree. Top, they're top twenty six. They make up the word gunk. You can't spell gunk without them. Can I just say what I think the top letters are? Hmm. Got to be R S T L N E. Yeah, that's right. The <laughs> ones that you get for free when you're playing Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Of course, you need them to spell R.L. Stein, <laughs> our favorite author <laughs> of both the Goosebumps and Fear Street series. You a big Fear Street guy? Oh, yeah. I love the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> F.S.? I actually, I'm uh, not, bra- I guess I am bragging. I met R.L. Stein. Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. It was a pretty cool hang, actually. How'd it go? It's pretty cool. <laughs> was this at that German metal festival? It was pretty cool. It's no, it's here in town. It's here in town. <laughs> the town of yeah. Manhattan, New York City. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get spooked at all? We just had a little chat. Yeah. You know, you know like, it's hey, cool. you you good mostly? Yeah, I'm pretty good. You good? Yeah, pretty good. Oh, I'm glad to hear he's well. It's great that he's doing good. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, nice fellow. Nice fellow. How does he come up with all those spooks and frights? We have a lot of great ideas on Jordan Jesse Go. We're absolutely full of them. A lot of recurring segments that people love. Because we have so many, instead of calling them out specifically, we just have people let us know what segment they're calling in for uh, when they call. Often we don't even remember having... I I can't speak for you, Jordan. I often can't remember having invented them. Um... But uh, we must have because people are calling in for him. So uh, go ahead and press play on one, Brian. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, Sonny D, and future guest uh, Scott Bakula. Uh, Brian, pause the call. God, I'd love to have Scott Bakula on this program. You think Bakula would do JJ Go? Bakula, go on JJ Go. Right. Let's get it it trending. (laughs) Do you think if Bakula came on the show, we could get him to take his shirt off? Uh yeah, I, mean, I think we could just tell him that like it's important for the show. I mean, I think yeah. I mean, he does the work. He might as well show off the goods, you know. Yeah, we we could have that conversation with his agent or management before the show. So I'm sure he would need to sign a semi nudity 
consent form situation. I think he'd do yeah, that for, for us, though. And of course, we'll have an intimacy coach on hand. Yeah. You know, just in case. Just to show us how to be intimate with Bacula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I'd love that. Scott Bacula. Do you know Scott? Do you know the actor Scott Bacula, Dave? Gorgeous guy. I don't think I do. Um, you know, but it's probably one of these things I'll, I'll Google him for a couple hours. Next time you're hanging out in Griffith Park, you're going to see him jog past with no shirt on. You're going to know exactly who Scott Bakula is. Oh, okay. You're going to know exactly. Okay, press, 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 play, 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 play. This is Niall. I'm calling in for your recurring segment, Sticking It to Home Depot. A few months ago, my fiance and I uh, went down to North Carolina to stay in an Airbnb for a month to do some hiking, and we needed some Adirondack chairs, but the place didn't have any. Uh, the only department store around was Home Depot, and we didn't really want to shop there, but we were able to purchase two Adirondack chairs, use them for the entire month, uh, and then at the end of the month, leverage their uh, extensive return policy to return the chairs uh, for free. So we were able to basically have two Adirondack chairs at Home Depot's expense. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, love you guys. Uh, City Willie says he loves you, too. Uh, thank you. Bye-bye. What the fuck? This was City Willie's owner? How did he close with that? This is the silly city willy. He has this whole fucking illegal scheme that he's describing. This, yeah. this whole Home Depot thing was a subterfuge that this is the owner of my favorite Instagram dog. Do you think he would take one of my dogs for his dog? You take ta- you take that back. In defense of the sweet sweetie. Yeah, Jesse. Let's not let's not go down this road. Don't say don't say something you can't take back. Fucking City Willie. God, I love City Willie. How Instagrammable are your dogs? I think mine it depends. Aren't that, mine are no fucking City Willie. I'll tell you that much. City Willie has a friend too. I'm trying to think of what City Willie's friend's name is, but this friend is practically as good as City Willie. I get what's City Willie's deal? It's a dog from Instagram that I love. Love this fucking dog. I met a famous Instagram dog once. I did a show with uh, one of these dogs, and <laughs> gosh, the audience was really excited about that dog. <laughs> Not really excited yeah. about anyone else. No, hard to follow. Hard to follow the dog. You know, you got to close with the dog because then people probably thought you were a band. The weirdest thing about it is the dog's owner, Wrangler, had a real the dog very down to earth. The owner was not so much. It was just like, yeah. Real fucking right. snooty. I'm a pickles owner. Get out of the way, you piece of shit. Yeah, can I have some escargot, please? Don't look me in the eye. I own a dog. <laughs> can I tell you what Home Depot scam immediately flashed into my head when he said he was calling in for our segment, sticking it to Home Depot? And first of all, I'm, I support anyone sticking it to Home Depot. My father-in-law is the manager of an independent employee-owned hardware store in Marin County, Jackson's Hardware. Go shop at it. Uh, and so Home Depot is a family enemy, and I'm against them for many reasons. But uh, the immediate thought that I thought of is there's a Home Depot in my neighborhood, and you know it has those, those like floor sample sheds out front? Like full-size mm-hmm. assembled sheds that are out front. Yeah. My thought is you just go there at night, put that thing on top of your car, and drive away. Yeah, I mean. If it's too big for you to lift, 
what you do is you get two cars and you tie a rope between them. Nice. Yeah. I think that happens in the new uh, Fast and Furious trailer. <laughs> yeah, it fucking <laughs> the Rock needs a shed. <laughs> it's like, God damn it! <laughs> we I gotta need get some... the gang back together. I know we all said we were out. God, but... <laughs> where can I keep my rake? Says the Rock. The Rock's rake. This is your Home Depot scam: is to simply just steal a large object that's out front. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not exactly Ocean's Eleven. Well, it's great because it looks kind of like a little house. I, I mean, know. it's a large object, but it's a tiny, tiny house. Yeah, but it makes you look like a giant man, which I like. Yeah, it's nice to nice to feel big, you know. You know, my my, my Home Depot scam is you go in and you pick out something on you know low on a shelf and you ask for assistance looking for that thing, and when the Home Depot guy bends over to grab it for you, you you shank him. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a fucking classic black metal move at Home Depot. <laughs> when they need a, a hard-to-get ratchet. Leave him bleeding on the floor. <laughs> then you finish your shopping. Yeah. And- Don't murder. 206-984-4FUN or email us at jjgo at maximumfun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. We have wasted this world. Our magic put a storm in the sky that has rendered the surface of our planet uninhabitable. But beneath the surface, well, that's another story entirely. In a city built leagues below the apocalypse, survivors of the storm forge paths through a strange new world. Some seek salvation for their homeland above. Others seek to chart the vast undersea expanse outside the city's walls. And others still seek, what else? Fortune and glory. Dive into the Ether Sea, the latest campaign from the Adventure Zone, every other Thursday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. La, 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 la. The 2021 pin sale has begun. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the Max Fun Drive. This is the last year for a while that we'll be doing pins for Max Fun Drive, and the fifth year that we'll be selling pins and donating all proceeds to charity. The past year proved what we already knew that having access to the internet at home is a necessity for work, school, healthcare, and keeping in touch with family and friends. So the proceeds from this year's pin sale will go towards Everyone On, a nonprofit working to bridge the digital divide. We're grateful that with your support, we'll be able to help low-income folks gain access to affordable computers, internet services, and digital literacy programs. The sale will run until May 28th. Folks at the $10 monthly level and above will have access to all of the pins from the drive. That's 38 pins, one from every show on the network. We also have a special 2021 Max Fun Drive pin that all members can purchase. Go to MaximumFun.org slash pin sale for more info. And to learn more about Everyone On and support them directly, you can go to EveryoneOn.org. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Joe Firestone. No, I'm Dave Hill. No, you're not Joe Firestone. <laughs> I'm Dave Hill. I, you're not. I got confused by the earlier call that said it was Joe Firestone that was with you guys. Yeah, you're very suggestible, Dave. Very suggestible. Not all gentle-voiced New York comedians 
are Joe Firestone. I love Joe Firestone, so I'd be honored to be her, even for the few seconds I just was. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. If there was a being John Malkovich situation for Joe Firestone, I think we can all agree would take it. We live right by each other, not to brag. If you want to really, uh, I referred her to her, the vet that she takes her dog to. That's where I take my dog. And I just took my dog to the vet and they took $50 off the bill because I referred Joe. Wow. That's pretty good. Do they only do that to people who are producers on adult swim shows or you have to be sag um, you have to be sag got yeah. it i think that's a non-union show so no no well let me think about no. it all union it is union yeah guild it's i know it i i say this because i was on on the show so i i do know it's a sag show it's an equity production you know because it's got more than 49 seats equity you know i did I did, uh, not to brag, but I did an off-Broadway play, and I did not, you wouldn't know, never would get this, guess this about me, but I did not grow up in the theater, and mm-hmm. everyone... But you project so well! I know. <laughs> well, well! The tip of the tongue, the teeth well. and the lips, David Hill. David Hill. Exactly. Everyone in this play was like a Broadway, they were all real deal... Broadway actors and then there was the card and they everyone had an asterisk and it says it, member actors equity except for my name and I didn't and I mm-hmm. said well wouldn't the thing to do be to have the asterisk and then have it say ju- have it just be by not my name and have it say not actors equity that's how you use an asterisk <laughs> it's the exception yeah. it is not yeah and they just yeah. didn't that was or, just one of the many humiliations I suffered during the production. Yeah, you're a reverse Roger Maris. <laughs> they could have done like, you know, after everybody, like, asterisk, member, actors, equity, and then after you, asterisk, member, witch taint. Exactly. <laughs> Can I suggest something? Please. Next to everybody else, asterisk, member, actors, equity. Next to Dave, asterisk, obelix. Yeah, sure. If you wanted to... Why not? If I'd reference a French comic strip? <laughs> yeah, maybe Danish. No, I'm going to say maybe. Dutch. Yeah, let's let's go with Flemish. Belgian? Oh boy. Yeah, probably Belgian. Someone will tell us. Dave Hill, what do you got going on? You got the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. You've been live streaming the Dave Hill Good Time Hour. Oh, yeah. Taking telephone get, calls. During this pan- pandemic. Um, yeah, we've been doing this. And then, but I'll tell you, this... Friday, at least of uh, May twenty first. I'm in a huge Hollywood movie. Um, I'm in a movie called Drunk Bus that comes out Friday, May twenty first. It stars Charlie Tahan from Ozark. Will Forte's in it. This is another situation with those that member actors equity. It's the sort of thing. I'm the turd in the punch yeah. bowl. But I'm in this movie. <laughs> they let me talk and wave my arms around. I really, they really let me run with the ball in this movie. Um, and it's a really great movie. Uh, so everyone has to watch. It's in select theaters, as they say. And also on the Amazon and all that. And then uh, I'm in the new Peacock series, Girls 5 Eva. I have a guest starring role. 
on one I episode. I love that Girls 5 Eva. I haven't gotten to your episode, Dave. I'm only a oh, couple episodes well, I, in. I'm not going to tell you which one because I want it to be a surprise, but it is episode seven. Did you get to meet <gasps> Paula Pell? I did. I had actually met her once before, but I don't know if she remembered, which is not a judgment on her. It's just the nature of show business. I don't know why I said show about it. Uh, <laughs> you meet a lot of Daves. Listen, I've been in show business. You meet a lot of Daves, and you're a very distinct Dave, but one of the greats. You know, um, there's but just yeah, a, a wealth of Daves. There's many Daves. There's a, there's another Dave Hill, as we know. Yeah, West Coast Dave Hill. But honestly, you've been on Jordan Jesse Go way more times than yeah, he has. Sorry, West Coast Dave Hill. I, you know, I'm the preeminent Dave Hill in the world at the, this moment. But as we know. As we know, I could be taken out at the knees by, you know, who knows? Sure. Who knows what Dave Hill is waiting in the wings, just trying to... I'm not going to say what example this could come from, but what if there was suddenly a Seattle-based soccer star named Dave Hill? Mm. Then you'd be out of then you'd be out of luck. You'd first at first you'd see him just scoring goals for the junior national team, and you'd be like, this 16-year-old is is hot on my heels. Then he'd become a star on the Seattle Sounders, and you'd have to give him a a, a serious what was it an ACL injury? What did you do to that Jordan Morris, Jordan? Oh, Dave, yeah, Jesse is referencing. There's a Jordan Morris. This is the story of the uh, more famous Jordan Morris, um, who is not a, to my mind. You you are the preeminent Jordan Morris. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that, and honestly, that's important to yep. me. So thank you for saying that. Um, but yes, the other a, one is the one for me, Jordan. Hey, you know what? I get it. I've seen yeah. the dude. Great looking guy. Soccer yeah. star. Beautiful little fiance. Shorts. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's got a lot on me, honestly. Yeah. Um, you could probably buy the shorts. Yeah, I could. I could they, if they the don't shorts. have them at Big Five, you could try play it again. Umbro, are they Umbro? Is that the brand? Yeah, but they're probably Umbro. They might be. I don't know if he has like a short. Unless they, they could be Lecoq Sportif. Ooh. A lot of shorts out there, so I'll do some research. I'll make sure I get the right shorts. Um, but yeah, I think he, uh, I think he's he was playing in the UK for a while. But yes, I think he is maybe out with an injury. And even though he is uh, more famous than me and uh, is uh, easier to Google, um, we wish him a speedy recovery. And I don't mean that in a shitting way. I hope he gets better soon. All the best to do, to soccer, Jordan Morris. Um, and of course, his beautiful fiance. And his beautiful fiance. And of course, all the best to Le Coq Sportif. Yes. Uh, may you continue to live on European tourists' backpacks long into the future. And I'll just be here in America walking around on my fucking perfect ACLs. Just yeah. pristine, <laughs> fucking healthy, shiny ACLs. Ooh, yeah. You went to the doctor to get a checkup. The doctor asked if he could borrow your ACL because oh, wow. it's so fucking gorgeous. Yeah. He wanted to show medical students what a what a fucking gorgeous ACL looked like. And I just said, shut up and keep checking the prostate, doc. Earn your keep. <laughs> Milk me, baby. <laughs> Jesus, I am offended. Jesse, I told you. This is an offensive show. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning of the show? Milk me, you baby, said, coming in yeah. hay. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Where am I, a frat house? Jeez. It warms during the day mm -hmm. and then keeps warm in the evening. 
but then by the time it's day again, it's it's cool because of the thick walls right. that are that are made from a combination of hay and semen. You know, you oh guys. Oh my god! Oh, so you have to goodness. sauce the hay, Jordan. Oh, I, I told all oh. my little nieces and nephews. I said, "I'm doing a really popular podcast, Uncle Dave." <laughs> uh-huh. And they said, yeah. "Well, let us know as right. soon as it's out. We want to hear it." And yeah. now I'm gonna have to well, say, "Well, what is the release schedule for Joe Rogan?" <laughs> gonna go on his show but he he keeps it he probably keeps it clean yeah probably keeps it clean on that show that guy's on the dark web you know that guy's on the dark web as <laughs> what we is speak. that guy not doing on the dark web he has yeah, it right? like direct to his his apple watch probably it's just right. dark web in it he's got a nap <laughs> uh dave i was on the dave feel good time hour not too long ago and i had a blast i think if people haven't listened to it yet they really should it was so much fun i had more fun oh, thank than ever. you Yes, it was great to have you, and um, and I love Bubble. Thanks, man. I'm referring to the the graphic novel. Thank you, Dave. I, I appreciate comic that. Book. And the show as well. But you were on the show. I'm just. We'll edit this part out where I'm. I'm being really specific. No, no, we should leave it in. It's a part where we talk about how great Jordan yeah. is. We should not cut leave this. Leave it in. Ex- extend it, Brian. Maybe drop in I some would... old mentions of how great I am. <laughs> Big fan. I love your swimmer's hair. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's still here. I've been meaning to. Yeah. I've been meaning to get it cut, but it's uh, it's sticking around. No, I love it. Love it. I still support it. I'm still totally behind it. I know that every time I say it, it sounds like I'm being insincere, but I really like it. It's nice of you to say. I yeah. do think I look insane, and uh, <laughs> we'll be having to enter into professional situations again soon. Yeah, that's fair. And I uh, probably should not look like a uh, alcoholic wizard. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you kind of look like the white. What's that guy called? Shingu. The, I don't the know. guy that's like the futurist for Yahoo. I wanted to say Chingy, but that's the guy who's friends with Nelly. Yeah. That's the right there guy, mm-hmm. I think. I don't remember what Chingy's big hit was, but I think it's the right there song. Anyway, our producer on the program, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Uh, Dave Hill has been our guest on the show. Valerie Moffat live streaming the show on the internet. Still in beta, folks. Still in beta. Uh, our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. You can find us on social media at Jordan underscore Morris, at Jesse Thorne on Twitter, at Jordan David Morris, and at put.this.on on Insta. Turns out instant mashed potatoes are pretty good, especially if you doctor them up afterwards. I had never had them before, uh, but I like them and they're a really convenient side. You can find us on Reddit, MaximumFun.Reddit.com, which is a fun hang, not unlike the Dave Hill Good Time Hour, to which you should subscribe. 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org for your voice memos. And this is our first episode after the Max Fun Drive. Our heartfelt and sincere thanks to every single member of Maximum Fun. We are awed that we get the opportunity to work for you. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.